0: Welcome to Critical Mass Business Talk Show, Orange County's longest-running business talk show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi, and I'm excited to have on our show today, Fred Babai. He is the CEO at Simply Mobile Dentistry. Fred, welcome to the show. It's nice to see you again.
1: Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. You have a great show,
0: and and I appreciate for uh, having us uh, at your show. Well, it's my pleasure. You're, you're a serial entrepreneur, Fred. You, anybody looks at his LinkedIn profile, you will see that. And we're going to talk about that a bit here in the program because I, I love to have entrepreneurs and business owners and serial entrepreneurs are uh, uniquely qualified to talk about the experience of being an entrepreneur. But before we get there, I understand your father was an entrepreneur and a business owner. And I'm wondering if we could start this conversation today. If, if What did you learn from observing how your father ran his business,
1: absolutely. So my father was a, 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 a owner of a small uh, business. Uh, he had a fabric shop in a in a what we call a this large merchant type facility in 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 uh, uh, with what we call it the bazaar. So where everybody comes in to buy merchandise and, and things like that so uh every summer and even after after school i used to go uh, to help him out uh during what uh, during what he was the transaction he was doing with his customers with his vendors i learned you know how things comes in in terms of how you count inventory how things goes out in terms of delivering to customers and uh, you know couple of main things that i learned from from just being there on summertime after school was really a customer service how he was able to satisfy customers and how he had returned customers coming in because he took care of them he took care of every part of uh, their uh, anything they needed if something went wrong he was there to replace it for them if something was bad he was able to take care of it for them so that was something i really learned from him and also really hustle how do you how you make money how you get things uh you know, how you how you get make payroll how you get things done and how you actually continue to grow uh from the money that coming in and reinvested into something else so I learned it from from him at the very very early early ages like 10 11 years old as I remember so uh and then from there of course it always stayed in my mind that how can I be like him how can I be somebody who can can uh, own a business a small business and run it successfully
0: there there are some universal realities truths to being an entrepreneur Satisf- satisfying your customers clearly and the ability to make a profit make money is yes. are two of them that are i think so foundational so that that is fantastic uh, i wonder if we could now take a look at uh, simply mobile dentistry you know you're the co-founder I- i'm curious Tell us about the business model sure. and a little bit of your experience and how you got it started and where it is today, Frank.
1: So what, uh, Rick, the, the way I call this model, business model, is a te- we like to call it the technology dentistry organizations. Uh, the reason I say that uh, is because uh, it, it's not just about the service, but it's, it's servicing the patients, of course. It's also about what is behind the scene in regards to the equipment they use the mobility that you have to have in order to to take care of the patients so I I get to that in just a moment but but I but the way we started uh, about three years ago I was uh, in a communication with the dentist and a number of other CEOs uh, talking about how how can uh, a dentist or a hygienist, uh, be able to deliver their services, uh, mobile services, because I didn't even know actually mobile dentistry existed in uh, three years ago when I was talking to, to these folks. And they said, yes, it exists. It's really doing a, a, a great service to elderly schools, uh, underdeveloped population. And now it's just, just everywhere, basically, uh, mobile dentistry. So we talked. They asked me and said, "Look, we have equipment, but the equipment we have doesn't deliver proper doesn't deliver the mobility that we need in order to take care of these patients. Uh, can you design something that is not just a portable unit, but also be able to provide telehealth, which we call teledentistry, of course, in this in this uh, uh, sort of model and uh, this is three years ago so this three years ago when teledentistry when you when you uh, uh talk to dentists about that they had to educate them because they say, okay what does that do for me because i'm a dentist i have to actually go and physically touch uh, somebody's mouth in order to be able to uh, to deliver my services so we explained yes you know you have to do that anyway but this is before you actually get there to be able to to, uh, to see the patient virtually. Uh, so with our equipment, the way we designed it, uh, after nine months of working with the team of engineers that I had in place, we were able to build a prototype. The prototype got delivered into a number of schools in Santa Ana, and then it actually became a working unit in order to not only do, do dentistry services, but also do teledentistry in regards to how the dentist can see the patient when the, when the hygiene part of the services is done. So from there, we decided that, hey, look, let's go further. Let's see how can we actually deliver services. So in 2020, uh, we started uh, Simply Mobile Dentistry where, where we had already designed the equipment, the portable equipment. Now we say, okay, we have the equipment that we know it works. Now let's go ahead and service some of the patients and see how they, how the market is, how, how is the market about mobile industry? How how people see that? So we are partnered with a doctor and, and then we came in and we actually built this business to start doing services. And of course, as you know, COVID uh, happened in, in January, February of uh, 2020. So we had to slow down. We had to actually, Continue to improve on our on our equipment, and then we start actually doing delivery of services in mid 2020. Mm-hmm. Then we, we 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 found out that this is something that a lot of patients welcome these these services in a way that saying oh wow this is the I mean you're saying dentists can come to me rather than I can go to dentists. He said yes this is this is how how this business model works. So we were able to do that to number of... Um, we picked up different type of uh, uh, target market. We went to nursing home. We went to corporate facilities. We actually went to uh, somebody's, you know, people's home. So we started just sort of test the market, see who is actually more interested in this type of uh, services. And then we found out that this. Good many, good many of, of of patients who are older, and who are uh, not mobile, uh, and they are in a retirement home facilities or in a in a, a nursing home facilities or or places where they say, look, I I am I am healthy. I mean I'm, I can walk and things, but I'd like to have dentists come to me, rather than I go to dentists because of all the uh, uh, things going on with COVID, all the other things that could that could be a possibility of uh, of different type of diseases. So we found out that this is a great service and that's how Simply Mobile got started.
0: So Fred, I, I have a, just a couple quick follow-ups on that. Um, you, you mentioned COVID a couple of times. And so in my mind, I heard you say in the beginning, it caused you to slow down a little bit, but then understanding the psychology of how people felt during COVID, it sounds like being able to come to their house and doing personalized service might have actually been a benefit for simply mobile the fact that you could do that is is that am i accurate in how i say that
1: absolutely so by by uh, you mentioned it perfectly in a way that uh when 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 dentists uh, as you know uh they were shut down the the dentist uh, shops were, were, were closed they couldn't see any patients and the patients actually were saying that. Well, I, I'm not sure if I want to go to dentists because, um, because of all this stuff. This is before we had vaccine, you know, before people were vaccinated. So uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of patients were saying, you know, that we were talking to, so what a great idea that you can actually come to us so we don't have to go to a, to a, to a physical office where there has been number of patients coming in and out Therefore, the possibility of having some sort of a infection at the office is, is a lot higher than having you coming into my office because it's my home, my office, or my my facility. And, and I know that I don't have a lot of traffic coming into my facility. So that was, uh, you know, COVID wasn't a good thing, but it actually opened up a lot of doors for uh, for. For, for us as a mobile dentistry for a number of others, like teledentistry became a, a huge uh, uh, platform for a number of dentists to start using. And when they, when they, when, they, when the shops were closed, they were, saying, oh my God, what, what do I do now? When I cannot see patients, they could see their patients through, through, uh, virtually through televideo. So it did open a lot of doors.
0: Support. So kind of to put a bow on this I, to, to better understand the business model for Simply Dentistry, are your clients the dentists that want to employ your technology and systems? Is that, is that true?
1: Okay. That, that's correct. So from there, after we discovered that, uh, how, uh, people, how the patients are, uh, are, uh, they, they welcome these, 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 uh, sort of, uh, services. After testing the market, find out yes, this is this is this is the right market for our technology, for our equipment, for our portable units. We basically came out and said, let's you know, the three years ago when I designed this sort of equipment, we were strictly equipment design manufacturer. Then we said, okay, well, we know the market is there. We know that the the, the dentists. Uh, need the equipment and the patient want to have these sort of services uh, delivered to their doorstep. So now we have merged with uh, with a company called Core 3 Tenement that all they do is uh, is uh, technology. All they do is building technology for dentists and hygienists who are looking for this type of organizations that can deliver the, the basically Everything they need in order to take care of their their, their patients, portable equipment. If they need X-rays, in the, you know we can provide the intraoral camera, the technology behind it in terms of actually getting patients. A lot of these uh, these mobile dentists and hygienists, uh, even though they have number of patients, but they still want more patients. Mm. So we can actually deliver that to them. So now yes, we are a technology company where we can deliver our equipment and our platform, software platform, which is the marketing part of it, to dentists and hygienists. So that's our customers. Our customers are dentists and hygienists.
0: I love it when we talk to an entrepreneur that has some type of positive tailwinds that could push the business. And it it sounds like people's behavioral change with COVID, where they're doing more online, they're having more things delivered could really be an accelerator for your business model with your clients so that's exciting fred i have to definitely keep an eye on how you're doing with simply mobile dentistry incorporated absolutely absolutely yes so so i want to go back in time now okay your your first business as i understand it was core logics incorporated and you started that in 1994 it ran successfully for 19 years. Yes. What was your mo- take us back to that Fred. What was your motivation <laughs> to leave the University of South Carolina and start a business on your own and become an entrepreneur?
1: Very good. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. It's uh you know, I graduated from uh, from USC. We call it USC also because that's, <laughs> that's the main, that's the, the first USC that came uh, into but I graduated uh, from USC. Then I actually started working at the University of South Carolina as a network administrator. So this is back in the early days when we had sort of one T one that uh, that managed all university internet. So it's so amazing that that now you have you know so much internet speed at that your your fingertips. But that's what I did then, and and then. Uh, I was able to help number of faculty and staff to, to connect their unit to, to the network and things like that. From there, I got a lot of uh, uh, sort of uh, requests from faculty and staff. It's, Can you come to my house or my, my, I have another office and, and help me do this? I said, sure, why not? So I did that as a sort of a favor to number of faculty and staff. And then they bought me, you know, They we had dinner together or we had, you know, a glass of wine and, and things like that. So I didn't even ask for money for anything like that simply because I was just, but we were friends. And then this became a lot, you know, word of mouth got around and I got calls from just about everybody. Hey, can you come help me connect my printer? Can you co- come help me to get my word processing installed? Then after like, two, three months, I said, wait a minute, I can actually make money. <laughs> so so I said, well, let, let's try that. So I I, I tried actually uh, asking if if you like my services, you know, we can do things in terms of perhaps hourly rate and, and things like that. So it's all oh, no problem, we're happy to do that. So then this became more and more sort of, it took a lot more of my time and then I said, "No, wait! I can I can actually do this as a business." Mm-hmm. So I, I I left University of South Carolina after ten years and and worked and started Chipco Core Logic. It's two businesses actually that we build um, custom PCs, uh, custom la- uh, laptop, custom servers, as well as medical cards. And uh, of course, as a startup, you know you always look. To grow your business organically uh, and and start you know uh, start managing your revenue the best way possible. Uh, so we really didn't we weren't really looking for any any investors. We just said, look, we are not going to go that way because it may take a lot of our time. Let's just work hard and and uh, raise our uh, uh, marketing in, uh, organically so we can start. Bringing in revenue, and, and that's what that's what happened. And I think one of the big things is that the timing was good. We were a little lucky, and things got really. We think took off from uh, from then on after '94. You know, as you know, Windows '95 came uh, right after that, and Windows became a big big factor in terms of uh, operating system. So our business really took off uh, from there, uh, and then we start hiring more people, we started having, uh, you know, additional workspace, we had to get done. Uh, but it was a blessing to be able to, to really start uh, from yeah, just doing a favor to friends, and then we make it monetized from that, and then building a business like that. Uh, so that's how things got started. And we got, you know, we're lucky to get number of good contracts, and be able to satisfy our customers.
0: That, that is uh and i don't mean to minimize it i'm actually rewarding it in my mind that's a classic entrepreneurial story where you do something and you realize there's value in what you're doing and you create a business and and and, and i'm so glad that you were able to share that story i did notice that sammy was talking about an innovative business model design that uh and i imagine that's in the comp- course of the conversation probably with um the earlier conversation that we had though so thank you sammy for participating in the conversation and the platform is open to anyone else who would like to join and make a comment or even ask a question of our guest fred today here on the business talk show um i'm wondering though over those 19 years with core logic um was there a time when you felt fred that all you had built to that point might be at significant risk and that maybe the business wouldn't continue.
1: So, very good question, Rick. You know, five years into this, five years into this business, um, we, uh, you know, I, I always, uh, you know, the way I, uh, every morning, eight eight a.m., we had a sales meeting, uh, and and I, we talked about how we can go after big deals, how we can go. You know, small deals are good because that comes in anyway. But the big deals are a little harder to 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 sort of catch and and bring in so i said i always look guys don't worry about how we can deliver go after the big deals we find a way to deliver things to our customers so that's what they did that's why my sales guys they they went out we were awarded a large contract to schools in mississippi to deliver like six thousand pcs in three months and then, right after we got that contract, we got a contract from a, a NATO to deliver 3,000 PCs to Afghanistan. And I said, Oh my God, now we got 9,000 units we have to deliver in three months. And we don't even have the facility to actually get it done. So we had to expand, we had to hire more people, we had to have a second shift operating. It was, it was, amazing that how everybody you know again the big thing when you build a startup is a team that you put together Mm. when the team is behind you you know when we got those deals i didn't have a negative sort of energy coming out of our staff that's saying hey my god fred you went out and got these deals you didn't know that we don't have the staff to deliver uh these i said look it doesn't We're going to find the staff to be able to, to do this. So everybody was behind us in order to, to get this done. And that was a challenge. I think that was something that I felt that, uh, my God, now I'm dealing with NATO. I'm dealing with, uh, schools in Mississippi. What if something happens and this could be end of, end of our, uh, you know, all the things that i worked so hard for. And, uh, so, but it, it did work out well. Uh, we, you know, had to get some extensions, of course, on one of those. But we were able to deliver, and uh, and then, of course, Af- you know, US and Afghanistan were involved back then, back in in those days. So we said, okay, what if we deliver these units and never get to the hand of the customer? <laughs> how do I? How do we going to get our money? Right. Uh, so that was a big challenge we had we had a right contact over there and uh, we were talking to them all the time and he he called me and said look the, the units are here but we cannot go to the airport to pick him up because there are, there are things going on and, and 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 believe it or not rick they were saying the trucks that comes out of the airport to the to nato facility gets it stolen mm-hmm. Right in the middle of transit. So anyway, but ours didn't get stolen, and and it got it got delivered, and they were very happy.
0: What what a great story! Because if I if I heard you correctly, that was about five years in the company's existence, and you you ran it for nineteen years. So obviously, but I think every entrepreneur can appreciate the times when, even though you've built something, all of it can be taken away from you. And to your point, sometimes growth can actually kill a company because of the demands placed on the organization. So, you know, there's always something that an entrepreneur has to be thinking about to make sure their business is growing and continuing to thrive. So thank you for that story, Fred. That was great.
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: You know, you've, I mentioned earlier, you're a serial entrepreneur and, and by my accounts, you've either started or ran like seven different companies in your time. Yes. Is there a common philosophy and maybe that you could share with us that, that whatever that business was, your guiding principle and your kind of core beliefs kind of infused into that company? Is, is there something you can, insight you can share with our audience?
1: Absolutely, Rick. I, you know, any startup or any business you start, it's not just all about you. It's, it's a team that you build around yourself. To make a successful entity, in in in, in the way, the reason I say that is because uh, you have to have a proper uh, sort of a platform and a roadmap with your team members that they all behind you. When you have the right team members, everybody's behind you to get to make sure that you deliver the right team to the customers. That's one of the one of the things uh, that made us successful uh, in, in that, uh, in our businesses and also always look for, you know, aim high because the way I see it is, you know, you, you, you have to take a risk and, and, and some of those risks will, uh, will pay off and and the exactly what happened to us in terms of my, my previous business that we took a risk, we got the deal and we were able to deliver. So really two, two big things, have a good team, aim high. And then take care of your customers at the end make sure that you you
0: take care of them because you know repeat customers is important
1: extremely important
0: absolutely i see we have another comment very needs identified and needs met presentation thank you rick and fred sincerely appreciate listening now from boston area welcome staying in touch in the future so thank you very much mary avis i appreciate you commenting and i'm sure fred does as well you know thank you so much you know you know boston it makes me think of outside outside of southern california but i'm wondering fred where do you go to discover outside perspectives and kind of new ideas that help you to run and scale these businesses and now the current business that you're leading simply mobile dentistry
1: so uh, Rick, you know, uh, because we look at ourselves as a as an organization that uh, is is a technology that delivers services to 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 the patients. Um, you know, LinkedIn has been a very good platform for us as we uh, as we come up with new things, as we discover new things, and we we post things out. We are able to get a lot of feedback. Not not just you know selling part of the, the technology, but also feedback in regards to, I looked at your equipment, but how do you uh, do this? How do you do that in terms of delivering of uh, proper services to the patient? So we get a lot of feedback in, and we make corrections too, mm-hmm. from those feedback in, in uh, improving our, our unit. So LinkedIn has been good, social media. You know, even, again, when we post something in social media places like Facebook or Instagram, we also get a lot of f- uh, feedback. So on the, on the uh, uh, you know, the, the media side, I think this is the places uh, a lot of startups should go in order to get good feedbacks.
0: It's important to be listening to the audience, right? And the audience can be on LinkedIn. It can be on a lot of platforms, but that's that's fantastic advice. So we've got a few minutes left here that you know we plan to talk together, but I wanted to come back and say, what's your vision for Simply Mobile Dentistry going forward from here, Fred?
1: Um, you know, uh, I, I learned from my uh, previous business uh, that you have to have a roadmap. You have to have a three- to five-year roadmap for things that you don't know. I mean, you don't think that, okay, you, you cannot predict the future. Nobody can, otherwise everybody would be, you don't have that crystal ball. But have a roadmap in a way that you can actually follow that and the metrics behind it that you can, you can actually look at those roadmap and be able to follow, follow with it. To be honest with you, with my previous company, company, I had an exit strategy in mind, but I never really um, uh, thought about it in 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 you know in 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 a way that okay, one of these days I'm going to uh, sell sell this or, or exit these these two companies. But I had had that in mind, but I really didn't look at it. Uh, uh, really deep so when when some it actually fell in our lap and when, when i sold the company somebody came to us and said look are you interested in in doing something with you know exiting and selling your company to us it just sort of fell into our lap so what i what you know my my uh, advice is have a roadmap and have a an strategy in mind even if you don't think because your baby your business is your baby and you never, you know, you always say, yeah, well, you know, I don't think I ever want to sell. But think about that. Think about the exit strategy. And always, um, you know, we'd ask if we were lucky, it just fell into our lap. But, but things could happen. And as your revenue grow, as your business grow, a lot of people are looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a possibility to, to have a fruitful exit strategy
0: when you have that in place. Yeah. I love that begin with the end in mind, right? That's so that's such powerful, solid advice. And I thank you for sharing it here today, live and people listening on the podcast, will pick it up. If someone would like to connect with you, how do they connect with you specifically Fred, or maybe learn more about simply mobile dentistry?
1: Yes, so, uh, of course, my, my LinkedIn, Fred Babai, is my LinkedIn profile. They can always go there. My my contact, email, and, and phone, I, yeah, my phone number is there as well. Mm-hmm. And they can contact me anytime uh, through that. And also our, our website as well, uh, simplymobiledentistry.com. And uh, they can also go to that to uh, to get connected with me.
0: Well, thank you, my friend, for sharing a bit of your wisdom, experience and insights and updating us on your company. It's very exciting. And I'm so happy that you were able to make this time on your agenda to speak with us here on Critical Mass Business Talk Show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that, Vic. You're welcome. You know, this edition of Critical Mass Business Talk Show is proudly supported by Gottlieb, Rackman, Reisman, PC. We call them GRR, and they provide legal advice and guidance on all aspects of intellectual property law, including patents, trademarks, and copyrights. If you'd like to learn more, visit them at GRR.com. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation today with Fred, and you've enjoyed our show and other shows, and I hope that all of your business decisions will move your companies in a positive direction.